Hey guys, welcome to Ambitious as a Mother, the podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Thompson, and I have no idea how you found your way here, but I am super excited, thrilled even, to have you. Now, in a world that tells us, especially women, that we can't have it all, I am here to encourage and empower you to ambitiously pursue all that God has in store for you. Each week, we will discuss topics unique to womanhood, motherhood, and purpose. Again, I'm super excited to have you. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, guys. How is everyone? I hope everybody is doing okay, doing well. I am excited to be back with another episode. I told you guys I was going to be a little bit more consistent. Now, I know it's been over a week, but at least it hasn't been a couple months. So (laughs) your girl is back with another episode. I have just been um, really contemplating on what I've been wanting to discuss with you guys and kind of the... um, direction I've been wanting to go with the podcast and so I've gotten some clarity at least for what I want to talk about for the next couple of weeks and so I am truthfully glad that you guys continue to join me Um, episode after episode you keep showing up and I just really appreciate that I know last episode, I kind of uploaded and didn't tell anybody that it was up. I didn't market it. I didn't share about it on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. And yet and still, I had people reaching out to me saying, hey, I I see that there's a new episode up. I'm going to listen to it. And that just really warmed my heart. It meant so much to me that I have such loyal people um, that are waiting literally waiting on episodes to come out and so I appreciate all of the people that have been rocking with me since day one I appreciate the new people that will um, hear about this podcast and that will listen please go back and listen to all of the previous episodes as well I just feel like I have um, been evolving as I've been creating this podcast I have been evolving and that is kind of the purpose of all of this is to give women particularly moms the freedom to evolve and grow and uh, pursue all of the things that God has for them and to do it with no shame you know sometimes we do get trapped in a little box of you know defining who we are as a mom or as a woman And I am just encouraging everyone to break out of those barriers and just liberate yourself to become whoever it is uh, that you're destined to be. So I have been doing that as well. And if you listen from episode one all the way up until now, you'll be able to be privy to that evolution. I feel like you can even hear it in each episode that I've recorded. So if you are new here, I encourage you to go back and listen to all of those episodes and um, catch up, you know, just so that you can get to know me a little bit better. And I hope that you will also reach out to me on social media, Instagram at Desiree Catrice, Facebook, Desiree Catrice. I just love to get to know the people that are listening to this podcast better. Um, because hearing from you guys and getting your feedback is what encourages me and motivates me to continue to go on. So please do all of those things. I love forming this little community. Um, It just means it means a lot to me. So thank you guys.
so I definitely want to catch up with everyone um, and see what you guys have been up to here lately. If you listened to the last episode, then you have heard. And if you haven't listened, then I'll tell you now. Me and my husband recently bought a house. And so we have been in the process of moving and getting comfortable and um, all of the things that come with getting a brand new house. And so That has been extremely time consuming, but it has been so fulfilling to be able to make this our home, turn this house into a home. I have been doing a lot of decorating and just a lot of, I continue to straighten up day after day after day. And last week it came to me how crazy it is that I send my toddler to um, his developmental preschool and then right before he gets home, I clean up his room and straighten up his play area as if he's not going to come in and re-destroy it all over again. I don't know why I do that every day, but every day I try to straighten it up and clean it up and he comes in and without fail, he takes out all of the boxes of all of the things and pours them all onto the ground and I'm just like, you know what? I quit. I quit. But I've just been straightening and cleaning and unpacking and organizing and decorating and all of those things. And this weekend, me and my husband, let me not lie, my husband um, went and did this DIY project. Him and my father built a bench for our backyard. um, And it has just been, as I see each thing um, come into completion, I've just, you know, my heart has been warmed watching my baby play out in the backyard. It just all, it feels great. And so I have been really focusing a lot of my attention on that. And when I am not working so hard trying to get this house together, I have been watching Netflix and watching Moesha, which I'm super excited that all of these old shows that we all grew up on have come to Netflix and we get to watch them all over again. Just because I feel like when I was watching them growing up, I didn't watch them in sequential order um, or anything like that. I would catch whatever was on. And so now to be able to watch all six seasons of Moesha um, has just really been interesting and exciting and fun and um, nostalgic. I'll say that. It's been extremely nostalgic. And so I wanted to bring this issue to the table on my podcast because I get to share my opinion on my podcast. Um, And I do feel like I have an unpopular opinion. So I've been seeing all over social media, people have been essentially dragging Moesha, saying like, oh, she was a toxic friend. Oh, she was selfish. Oh, she was this. Oh, she was that. And it isn't My unpopular opinion isn't necessarily to disagree with that, but I do feel like we have to watch our perspectives. So here's the thing. Moesha, the show and the character, A, they're fictional. So let's not just be dragging these people. I mean, they were written this way, but also the teenager or the character was a teenager. You know, Moesha was a teenager. And I think that we have to remember that as adults, we now because we've been through life and we've matured and we have some experience, we now can say that that behavior is toxic. And so I can agree with that. It's selfish. I can agree with that. But I think it's unfair to hold uh, teenagers and, you know, people that are going through life to the same standard as you would a 30 year old as far as it relates to something being toxic or something being selfish, because essentially, 
um, that phase of life is full of toxic behavior and being selfish. There is not. I don't know one yet. And if your teenager is this way, then you are a great parent. But there, I have not met a teenager that isn't a little bit selfish. I have not met a teenager that doesn't exhibit some self-centered or toxic or narcissistic type of behavior. So I think it's unfair for us as adults to turn around now and look back and be like, oh my God, she's toxic. It's like, no, oh my God, she's a teenager you know I was really talking to my husband about it and I'm like it would essentially be like me an adult looking at my son and being like oh he's illiterate well yeah he can't read he's three you know not most three-year-olds can read why would I hold him to this standard of literacy that 30-year-olds are held to when he's three you know that's unfair and even though it is true that he's illiterate and he can't read it's unfair for me to label it that way because he's three and I think it's unfair for us to label Moesha as toxic when she's a teenager and she's literally exhibiting typical teenage behavior in her friendship in her life She thinks that everything revolves around her, as most teenagers do. So I just wanted to put that out there that maybe we shouldn't judge Moesha so harshly because we now understand that that is toxic behavior. And if she was 30, 35 years old and she was behaving this way, this fictional character was behaving this way, then maybe that would be problematic. But I truthfully feel that the character is written to exhibit typical teenage behavior so um that's my opinion you can disagree it's fine unfortunately no one will hear you disagree because this is my podcast and this is my opinion (laughs) but anyways I just wanted to share that and put that out there as food for thought um so I am actually super excited to get into the next series of topics that I'm going to be talking about um, on the podcast. And I really want to talk about the lessons that I've learned throughout uh, COVID and this pandemic and being in quarantine and all of those things. I wanted to discuss, I'm going to label the series COVID lessons because I feel like COVID and this just this experience has really taught all of us a lot of lessons and we could dwell on the negativity that has happened because of this pandemic and just the the state of our nation and the state of our world. But I think that it's important not to necessarily dwell on the negative and to try to pull each and every lesson out of this situation and out of this circumstance that we can. And I will admit that I was in a place of dwelling on how um, how negative the situation was and how it affected me in ways that I really didn't like. And I had to change my perspective and shift my perspective into thinking about what lessons I could possibly learn from everything that's happening. And so I wanted to share those lessons with you guys. And so the very first lesson that I wanted to talk about this week is um, learning not to shrink, to take up space, to advocate for yourself, um, and to do it with no shame. That is something that I have definitely been learning, not necessarily because of the pandemic, but more so because of the racial tension that has been happening during the pandemic. It's almost like um, when it rains, it pours. It's like we can't just have a pandemic. We also have to have a race war at the same time. But 
during this time when everything has been happening, I've really learned that it's okay for me to take up space. It's okay for me not to shrink, to vocalize my opinion, um, to vocalize when I'm uncomfortable with something, um, and just to stand up for myself overall. And so I wanted to talk about just that concept with you guys in this week's episode. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about was what causes us to shrink. If the lesson that we've learned thus far um, throughout the pandemic and throughout the racial tension and everything like that is not to shrink, I think it's really important to analyze what causes us to shrink, to try to go within, to um, mask our discomfort or mask the things that bother us. What causes us to do that? And so I really took some time to kind of analyze myself and because I am a person that tends to do that, I try to think about why, what causes me to do that. And if you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you know that I'm the type of person that wants to get to the root of an issue before we come up with solutions. Because if we don't know why we do it, we're subject to do it over and over and over again. So I came up with a few different reasons as to why we shrink or why we go within or hide our discomfort or don't vocalize how we actually feel. The first reason I came up with um, for me personally is that I don't want other people to be uncomfortable around me. And so like I said, this entire lesson has been sparked by the racial tension that has been going on in our nation and in our world um, for a long time, but definitely has been highlighted over the last couple of months. And I recognize that I was the type of person that really tried to go against a certain stereotype that often gets associated with black women, which is that we're angry or we're hostile or we don't know how to control our emotions. And I have often been the person who will have an issue or have a problem and rather than vocalize that I will suppress it because I don't want to come off as aggressive or I don't want to come off as angry or bitter or that I have an attitude or a problem and I've noticed that I often carry that into the workplace professionally. I carry that into my relationships um, with friends, um, with anyone of the opposite race. I definitely carry it. But even with um, people who are of the same race, I will suppress how I actually feel because I don't want them to be uncomfortable around me. And I think that if we really stop and look at what causes us to shrink down, we have to notice the that the perceptions of others and their ability to be comfortable around us might be something that's triggering us or causing us to suppress how we actually feel. I also came up with another notion, my second notion as to what causes me to shrink personally um, is a lack of desire to effectively compromise. So I will tell this little short story. Um, I was getting my hair done. As you guys know, if you've seen me at all, I do have locks. And so I was at my locticians and we always have these very in-depth conversations when she's doing my hair. A, because I think 
that when you're getting your hair done, you're in one of the most vulnerable positions that you can be in. And um, normally when you're getting your hair done, if you have the right person, you are going to talk about some really um, personal type of, of conversations. And if you're not doing that with your hairstylist, you should find one in which you can do that because it really serves to help you grow. It serves, um, it goes from just being a professional relationship to a companionship. And so this particular um, day, I had already told my lactation, I have an interview today and, you know, you're going to be in my head, which means, you know, you are technically you're doing my hair, but also you're going to be in my head, you know, conversations that we have during this time. I'm going to carry that over into my interview. So I want us to really have some constructive conversations. And she was all about it because that's just who she is as a person. And we talked about you know, my my strengths and my weaknesses. And we did this little personality assessment in which it asked you about certain traits. And I told her that I felt like I was a flexible person. You know, I'm flexible. And she was kind of looking at me. I could see her face in the mirror like, "Mm, are you sure? And I was like, I am flexible. And she was like, you know, tell me what you mean by that. And I was like, well, if I have an idea and I bring it to the table and you know everyone else wants to do something different I'm flexible I'll you know we could do whatever they want to do and she was like I don't know if that's flexibility and so I'm you know in the chair like listen lady you know (laughs) I've I know me better than you know me and we continued to talk about it and she was like you know words are important and words have meanings and so you know I think that we should maybe look for other words that might be saying what you think the trait that you think you have and so we looked up this word yielding and it better describes what I tend to do which is if I bring an idea to the table and you don't like it rather than compromise I will just throw my idea away I will um, I'll get rid of it it's like nope I don't want to do it anymore Um, we can do whatever you want to do and she said, you know, that's different from flexibility. And honestly, when you are yielding like that, when you're willing to throw away your idea, it's because you don't want to go through the process of compromising. You'd rather throw your entire idea away than say, okay, well, if not now, then we can do it later, you know, or compromise on the time or compromise on the way that you'll get it done. And, you know, that could actually be a a weakness or something that you want to work on or an area of growth. And I'm just completely dumbfounded because I'm like first of all a I thought I was flexible and b I thought that was an area of strength some people are so stubborn that if they bring an idea to the table they'll argue you up and down until you just go with their idea and I'm like I'm not that person but there is a middle there is a middle ground of being able to compromise that takes um, the courage to be able to stand up for your idea particularly if you know it's a good one and it takes the humility of being able to say to release parts of your idea that don't serve the greater purpose and so I recognize that part of the reason reason that I shrink is because I have not completely learned how to to effectively compromise. And so the third reason is something that really is important, I believe, to me and in my journey is the desire to be accepted. I want people to like me. I want uh, people to prefer to be around me. I want to be accepted. I want to fit in. And that is something that a narrative that has played in my life 
since I can remember for as long as I can remember. Just recently, I participated in a panel and I, you know, discussed what it was like or what it means to be a black woman, particularly a strong black woman, which I think all black women are strong. But, you know, what does it mean to be a strong black woman? And my mom listened as I participated on this panel. And the next day we were talking and she was saying that she finds her strength in the ability to 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 stand out, to not fit in, to be set apart and to thrive in places where she has been set apart and you know where she stands out and if you've met my mom at all you know that she's not a person that shrinks she takes up all the space like she goes in a room and she takes full ownership of that space she talks to everybody she's you know smiling laughing you notice when she's come into a room And she's not afraid of that within herself. Whereas I am the type of person who, you know, it's not enough that if I come in a room, I can, I can get the attention of the room. I also want everybody in the room to like me. So I want to fit into the space as well. And so we were talking and um, she was saying, you know, I feel like it's a benefit to be set apart. And I told her the exact same feeling that she's talking about. I have always considered it to be isolation, whereas she considers it to be set apart, which mean the same thing, but it's about the perspective that you have. And so I told her that I really hope to grow to a place where I can see it as being set apart and being unique rather than you know standing out like a sore thumb or being isolated I told her that you know if you're looking at a round hole I'm the square peg that's trying to squeeze in all of my corners just so I can fit in with everybody else and so that does cause me to shrink or to discard parts of my personality just so that I can fit into whatever space that I'm in So I have two more, um, and the fourth one is comparison. If you've listened to any episode of the podcast, you know comparison is like a running theme when it comes to me. It's something that I have been able to acknowledge that I've struggled with and something that I am always willing to call it out so that it can't have a stronghold in that area of my life. So I am the type of person that will look to other people to see do they have a problem with this before I acknowledge if I have a problem with it. I'm able to or I try to compare how do they feel about it versus how I feel about it and I automatically assume that however they feel about the specific issue is right and it will cause me to invalidate how I feel about the issue because it doesn't align with how they feel about the issue. So I'm comparing my thoughts to theirs. And not only does comparison negatively affect me in that way, but it also negatively affects me because I look at others' personalities. I look at if this person is bold, if I consider them to be bold and courageous, what does that look like? And then I automatically look at myself and I'm like, I'm not that, you know, these people are absolutely fearless. They say what they feel. They, um, they're the type of people that's like, I said what I said. And I'm usually not that type of person. I'm like, I said it if you like it. (laughs) And if you don't like it, I can unsay it. You know, I'm more of that type of person. And so I look at these big personalities and these strong personalities and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if that's me. And so sometimes that causes me to just shrink back. And I think that if we can eliminate comparison, then we will fully be able to embrace all that we are and we won't 
we won't shrink within ourselves. And the final thing is sometimes we feel as if we are undeserving or unqualified or inadequate. And sometimes that causes us to shrink. Even when people give you a platform to tell how you feel or say, you know, your thoughts, sometimes we can get into our own heads and say, oh, I don't know enough information about that. And that'll cause us to shrink back when we should be taking that opportunity to at least share what we do know. I know that here recently, actually last week, I participated on a panel and that was my first time ever participating on anything like that. And if I'm honest, there was a lot of uh, insecurities that tried to surface well before I actually had to participate. I it, And even afterwards, honestly, because my mind was telling me like, you don't have as much to say as they have to say, or you might not be as educated as they are. You don't have as much going on or, you know, they have businesses, multiple businesses and, and you're the, you, you have a podcast, you know, and I'm thinking, Mm, I'm I'm not deserving to be on this platform with them. And so I challenged myself in that moment as I was participating on that panel to not shrink, to not sit back, to allow my perspective to be heard. Even if my perspective was different from everyone else's, I still wanted to give voice to it. Just thinking about maybe there's one person listening to this that my perspective aligns with and they want to hear someone stand up for how they feel and what they think. So I challenged myself in that moment to say, you are deserving to be here. Even though your position may be unique, you are qualified to speak on it. And so um, sometimes that feeling of inadequacy and being undeserving will cause us to shrink back. So now that we've talked about what causes us to shrink, let's discuss how we can avoid shrinking in the future. Okay, so there are three different suggestions or recommendations that I wanted to make just so that you guys can carry those thoughts and ideas with you throughout your day-to-day life. When you notice yourself shrinking, when you notice yourself suppressing how you feel or not giving voice to your thoughts, these are things that I kind of want you to think about and carry with you, and hopefully they will encourage you and give you some help. So the first thing is I have learned to honor my word to myself. I can't expect anyone else to honor my word if I don't even honor my word to myself. If I don't even take myself seriously, if I'm breaking promises to myself in my own mind, you know, how can I expect that when I open my mouth to make room for myself that other people will take me seriously when I don't even take me seriously? So what I mean by that is, In your day-to-day life, you make promises to yourself or you at least um, suggest things to yourself. Like maybe you have realized I have to, you know, drink more water this week because I I didn't drink enough water last week and I felt it in my body. I just felt heavy. So next week, I'm going to drink much more water. I'm going to promise myself to instead of just drinking one bottle, I'm going to drink three bottles each day right? So you've said this to yourself, you already know how it felt not to drink enough water. And yet, Monday comes, and you make your coffee, and then you go get a slush from Sonic, and then you have that Diet Coke, and it's time for you to lay down, and you haven't, you haven't drank any of 
the water. You you drank less water than you did last week because you didn't honor your promise to yourself to do what it takes to make your body feel good. A lot of times we'll tell ourselves like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym at least three times this week. And then it's Saturday and we haven't honored our word to ourselves. So I challenge you guys to begin to take yourself seriously, honor your promises to yourself. That'll make you more comfortable in vocalizing your thoughts and opinions and feelings to other people with the expectation that they will take you seriously as well. The problem is we are shrinking back and not telling others how we feel because we really don't think they'll take us seriously because we don't take us seriously. So that is my first suggestion. My second suggestion is that we should be intentional about advocating for ourselves in every little aspect of our lives. So that looks like this. I am the type of person who... If I go and get my nails done and I don't like the color, rather than say, hey, can I get a color change? I'll just go home and then I'll take the paint off and then I'll repaint my nails at home. And I have now paid these people all this money and I'm the one painting my nails, right? Because I did not advocate for myself. I was afraid that, you know, I might come off wrong or that might frustrate them because they did all this work and now they have to redo it. And so I have tried to be more intentional about speaking up for myself, advocating for myself, saying, hey, I don't like this. I, you know, I would like to change this or that Um, or even advocating for your own personal time, you know, in this pandemic, a lot of people have um, decided that it's safer to be at home and maybe not be in super public places and you know, if you have friends who maybe are feeling a little bit different about how safe it is to be out and about, they might invite you places and maybe you feel obligated to show up because those are your friends and you don't want them to think you're flaky or you don't want them to think that you don't want to see them. And so even though you've made up in your mind that you think it's safer to be at home, you might go, you know, and a way that you can be intentional about advocating for yourself is just saying like, hey, I do want to see you. I do miss you. However, I've made the decision for myself to, you know, not go into super public places, um, to only go out when it's necessary and essential. So most of the time I'm at home, I would love to do a virtual gathering, you know, whatever the case may be, just so that I can honor and advocate for my own safety and my own health. Um, And still also spend time with you and see you. It's okay to vocalize those feelings and to be intentional about advocating for your your mental well-being and your physical well-being as well. The last suggestion that I have for you guys, and this one is really important because... I think that sometimes we tend to try to swallow negative feelings or we try to push them aside and not acknowledge them. And that's actually what gives those feelings so much power. So what I want you guys to do moving forward, when you feel yourself shrinking and when you feel yourself um, suppressing how you how you feel or uh, yielding your feelings to honor someone else's feelings more than your own, I want you to give voice to that. I want you to acknowledge like, okay, I'm shrinking right now. It's going to be uncomfortable for me to say something, but I know that I have to. You know, if you are able to acknowledge this is uncomfortable for me, then you can at least 
have that be in the light and then you know what to press through. But if you don't even acknowledge that this is uncomfortable for you, if you just say, well, this is how I've always been, then you will never challenge yourself to push through that. So again, my suggestions, honor your word to yourself, be intentional about advocating for you. And finally, always acknowledge the discomfort, always acknowledge what the problem is so that you can be intentional about pressing through it. I really, really, really hope that you guys have gained something through this podcast episode. This is one of many COVID lessons that I've learned during this pandemic, and I will continue to share um, each lesson that I've learned just in hopes that you guys will acknowledge that, hey, maybe I had the opportunity to learn the same lesson and, you know, maybe we can change our perspective on how we're looking at this time. So I want you guys to bow your head. Of course, I'm going to end in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time together. I thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts and my ideas on this podcast. I thank you for each and every listener. I pray that um, you will be with them. I pray that you will help us to shift our perspective as it relates to this pandemic and COVID-19 and all of the racial tension and all of the uncertainty that we're feeling right now. I pray that you'll help us to change our perspective, God, and that you will help to bridge the gap between us being uncertain, but us certainly leaning on you. I pray that you'll help us to acknowledge that you're able to work all things together for our good. I pray that you will help us to gain each and every lesson and each and every opportunity that has been presented through this really tough and rough time. God, we come to you fully acknowledging that we don't know what to do and we're uncertain and we're unsure, but I just pray God that you will be a comfort for us. I pray that you will also increase our confidence. I pray that you will help us to be more comfortable in our own skin and who you've created us to be. Your word talks about over and over again being bold and courageous and fearing not. And so I pray that we will not fear our own voices and fear our own thoughts and fear our own ideas. I pray that we will fully embrace who we are so that we can go forth in this world accomplishing all the things that you've set forth for us to accomplish, God. So I just appreciate you. I love you. I thank you. I bless and praise your holy name in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Will you do me a favor? If this episode empowered you or blessed you in any way, will you share it with someone? Also provide a rating on iTunes. And since I love feedback, feel free to leave a review. I would love to connect with each and every one of you. So you can find me on Instagram at Desiree Catrice. And I'm also on Facebook, Desiree Catrice. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next week.